Uh, thanks so much for coming, uh, coming out with us. Uh, also, we're going to uh, podcast this message as well because we had a bunch who weren't able to make it as well. So sounds weird, but welcome to all those people that are listening there as well. Um, but what, a, what an amazing weekend we just had um, as a church with uh, Her Tribe on Friday night, which was just phenomenal. Uh, also, we didn't mention at the same time um, for youth, it was Boys Night as well, uh, which, which Chris ran with help from, um, from Sunny. And so I think they had 11, 12 boys there as well on, um, on Friday night, which was awesome. And um, their house is still standing, which is always helpful as well after, after Boys Night. And then obviously great Mother's Day celebration on Sunday for all those who are here. But um, what, one of the things that uh, we love seeing, uh, especially on Friday night, was I saw, I don't know if it was one or two, but a couple of uh, like mums from youth that I know have had, like came into the building and came to, you know, church, inverted commas, for the first time and knowing just some of the different touches that we've had in the community and then such the power of the ladies to just invite people who wouldn't normally come to church and that was uh, a big part of the whole purpose of that which was, um, which was awesome and so uh, such, a, such a great weekend uh, to lead, in, lead into our All in Vision night. But um, before we start getting into our vision aspect of the night, I want to give you uh, a couple of updates when it comes to team. Um, team is essential for how we do church, and it's essential for what the Bible talks about when it, when it talks about team. Uh, Paul, in Ephesians chapter 4, says that the role of um, some key spiritual gifts like prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is to equip the saints, that's all of us, that's not just those, if you haven't been sainted, you're like, oh, I, I'm not a saint. No, no. When the Bible talks about the saints, it talks about those who believe in Jesus, who follow his ways. Um, and so our role is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's not, that means that church isn't uh, a one-person show. It isn't about you know, a couple of people, but it's about team. And so uh, right across our church, we want to keep developing teams in every area, teams in our kids' ministry, teams in our worship ministry, teams in our serving roles, in our life groups, and all those, all those things are about, are about team. And so uh, we want to start tonight with a few uh, team updates. Uh, first one is this. So Josh and Kristen, who have been leading our worship and creative teams um, so powerfully since we transitioned uh, to be Elevation February 2019, um, they, they, they've been doing such a phenomenal job there, and Rachel and I, we want to honour you guys for your commitment, for your drive, for your passion, for your self-sacrifice to really be on that cutting edge of seeing the church uh, grow and people gather uh, like it has, and so um, they've, been, they've been leading that since 2019, but for this next season, uh, they're going to be taking a step back from leading that team to allow some space and some room to build into some other areas of their life, and so their love and their passion and their vision for this church hasn't changed, it's just a new season for them, and Rachel and I are really excited and honoured for how they've served, and uh, us and the whole team just support them so much and thank them for their amazing contribution leading that team. And so for the next season, um, I'll take on the leadership of that worship team directly. We spoke about that with the worship team a couple of weeks ago. Don't worry, I'm not singing because that's uh, what I... <laughs> 
even though I may be passionate about that, uh, my pitch is, doesn't always match the passion. But what I'll be doing is encouraging and equipping the awesome team that we have and to see them grow personally and believe for those people with gifts and talents to be raised up when it comes to worship and brought in. But um, we just can we just put our hands together again and take a moment just to honour Josh and Kristen? We just have a very little something, just some flowers to to brighten your lounge room or living room or wherever you'd, wherever you'd like to put them. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, so excited for that. Uh, next update when it comes to our team, which is exciting, is that now we'll speak a little bit about where we're at um, financially as a church in a little bit, but just a little spoiler, we're doing really well, which is awesome. We're in a strong position. Um, and so much so that we're able to add some additional staffing to our budget. Um, if you've been around a little bit, you may know that we run a, we run a budget system of 30, 30, 30, 10, which basically what it means is we spend 30% of our money on ministry that's doing the stuff that's, um, you know, everything that needed to make Mother's Day, that's her tribe we made that we were originally going to charge, but then we decided, no, no, we want to make that a free event and open it to the community and just remove any barrier uh, for people to be here. So that's what we spend our, some of the things we spend our ministry budget on. We spend uh, 30% on building, that's the mortgage repayment, that's repairs and maintenance, that's the fact that a week ago I'm like, hmm, there's water dripping from near that um, water meter. I don't think that's supposed to happen. I don't think it's supposed to bubble up out of the ground so I got the plumber out to fix it. So, you know, those really exciting church things like that. Um, And then we spend uh, 30% on wages, so staffing, and then 10% on to have a buffer or to, to give away. And so, just so you're aware, so I'm paid currently three days a week um, in the role of location pastor. And usually in Elevation, our system is that we get the location pastor to a full-time wage as the, as the, first, as the first thing that we do. But however, I like my job um, as a school chaplain uh, in terms of I do that two days a week as well. It's a good connection to the community. And so in consultation with uh, Pastor Miles, our executive pastor over Elevation, we've decided that our next staffing step is we're going to put um, a person on one day a week for uh, administration. And so that's, I'm really excited about it because that means that uh, I probably spend about half or three quarters of a day probably per week um, on admin stuff, um, which um, is not my greatest passion nor my greatest strength. And so, um, yes, we're excited to have that available. So um, if you're interested, we're advertising it out. You do have to be a member of Elevation to get the job because it just... That's the way it is. It works. <laughs> you have to join this church to work for the church. Um, so we'll be advertising that out. So if you're interested, we have a job description, job role for that. You can email the church, mandra at elevationchurch.com.au, and we will take um, applications and interviews for that, which would be exciting. So that's awesome. So we're excited about that. <laughs> excited about the team updates. Well, I want to take a moment to bring us back to the start of the year and our word for the year as a church, which is from Romans 5 verse 2, says this, we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. 
You know, we've talked about this scripture, we've talked about this sense of bigness and future and dream that God has called us to step into, uh, a place where we leave, you know, restrictions behind and we dream about the future and what lies ahead for us. And I'm sure that you've seen this in life, that we need to have a goal and we need to have a a clear picture of a preferred future, a, a place that we're heading towards. However, you also need to deal with today. And usually for most of us, we have a natural inclination either way. There's sometimes, for some of us, we, we're naturally inclined that we lean towards the future. Um, we're focused, and some people would call people like that dreamers. They'd say they're you know, out of touch with reality. They'd think, yeah, nice thought, but what are you actually doing about it? So there's some that's sort of on that scale. Then there's those that... Uh, tend to lean the other way, and that's that we think of um, we think of today over the future. Um, that we that we think about. Okay, well, what what do I just need to make happen today? And sometimes those that are future focused think of those people like they're boring, stuck in a rut, just negative, and you know, like always see the reasons why things can't work. But the truth is that we need a balance, and we need both. It's important to understand ourselves how we naturally sort of think or how we're naturally inclined in those areas. For me, um, honestly, I'm naturally a little bit more today. I have to, I'm about getting today right and things managed well and making sure that's working. I have to, on purpose, lean myself towards future, lean myself to think further ahead and and dream bigger. But that's that's just because I understand hopefully a little bit self-aware, understand where I am and can make a little bit of an adjustment about that. Um, but for others here, you're always in the future. And maybe your little adjustment is that you need to work on some you know, rubber hitting the road. Like maybe the 10 ideas that you've had for the future are great, but what, why don't you just start with one <laughs> and trying to implement that. It's not, it's not wrong. It's just understanding where, where we are because we actually need a balance of both. And so my goal in the next about 20 minutes is to um, give you a little bit of a balanced picture of where we are now as a church, but then also where we're heading in the future. And so uh, so remember, I'll probably lean a little bit towards today, but I'm going to try really, really hard to lean towards future and bigness and where we're going as a church, because that's what I believe that God has for us. And so so we're going to look at that through uh, a little bit of a, a, well, through three really big categories. And, you know, usually when you talk about church to the wider community, uh, people's minds go to the, you know, physical gathering of people on a Sunday morning. And, you know, they don't think about the fact that you had to, you know, fix the water pipes this week or the, you know, the other bits and pieces that, that go on to making church. But not only that, but we know that biblically, church is not just people gathering on a Sunday in public. It's part of it, but it's not the whole. And so what, what I want to do is use that um, little well-used analogy of an iceberg, which you probably all know, and that's the fact that you only sort of see one-third of the iceberg above the water, but there's another two-thirds that's below. It's what gives the iceberg its power. We think about that particularly when thinking about things like, you know, the sinking of the Titanic and Jack, no, and, you know, all those, all those, all those, bits, and, all those bits and pieces. But I want to frame tonight around this sort of picture of an iceberg, um, because we're going to talk about 
three things when it comes to our future and our vision as a church, and really only one of them is the scene part, and that's the, that's the Sunday service. The other two matter massively because they bring strength and they bring power, just like with the iceberg, to what's actually seen. So the first big one of well, first of the big thirds that I want to talk about, it's something that you do see, but it's not that Sunday morning service, it's actually our life groups. And so, as I preached about a couple of months ago, uh, the early church in the book of Acts had this pattern of meeting in the temple in a large gathering, that Sunday for us, but then also meeting house to house or in smaller groups during the week. And the purpose of this, uh, we probably all know, so I'll go really quick, was to do life together Uh, to share a meal, to have hospitality, and to build each other's lives around the ways of following Jesus. And so for us here at church, we've we've had some life groups. Um, Some of them have been really strong over the years, but in particular this year, we really wanted to place a bigger emphasis on our life groups to see them multiply and grow, uh, which is exciting. So we've had a really good start to the year with a few new ones starting and others really growing in strength. Um, it's not just growing in terms of people joining, although that's important, but it's people growing together, growing their relationships with Jesus, and, and just growing in connection. And Rachel and I were talking the other day, um, and we've had like a lot of new people join the church, and it's easy to forget that not a lot of people know a lot of people. And so I, I think for us, that community aspect for us as a church is such, a, uh, such an important area, such a big, powerful thing, because just because I've found in church life, just because they sit in the same service doesn't mean there's connection there. And so we want to create that connection, uh, particularly, uh, and life groups is a part of how we, how we do that. And so currently, um, the life groups that we have, I'll just run through them quickly. So Rachel and Emma uh, lead a ladies' life group fortnightly. Uh, on a Thursday night. That one's been around for a while and it's going strong, which is awesome. Um, sorry, I did eat Mexican. Um, all right, okay. Uh, Chris and Jackie um, have a young adults one, which is, which is great. Oh, they're there, yep. Um, really building great community. I love hearing stories like, and I'm pretty sure this is right, so just say yes in public and tell me if I got it wrong later, but um, I'm pretty sure, so Carl and Sarah Yan, who play in a, like a community orchestra, um, I think you guys organized like some of the young adults to go and watch them uh, in their first performance. I, I, I love that, because that, that's, that's community, that's, that's doing life together. Um, so we've got that one. Uh, we have Oni, who has taken on the leadership of the Ladies' Day one this year. Doing a fabulous job, which is exciting, and there's new people come into that, which is which is awesome. Uh, we have Kevin, who's running the men's one here on a Tuesday night weekly. Uh, so I was here last night because we had a, a little worship rehearsal last night because of obviously this was tonight, um, and just to see that small group of guys there in the cafe um, drinking instant coffee together and, um, and, and having some snacks. They offered me one. I, I politely said no, but, um, but having a great time just building that connection together. So it's, that, that's so good. We love that. Um, we, we count, because it's generally a small group, but we count prayer meeting on a Friday night, um, oh, sorry, on a Friday morning. Um, that I lead as, as one, of our, one of our small groups. So if you're in early bed, or even if you're not in early bed, 6 a.m. right here on Fridays, uh, we'll be here, won't we, Tim? Won't we, Bill? Won't we? Oh, Kevin and Christina are in Queensland. Um, and others. Tina was there last week, which is awesome. Um, 
Uh, we have, uh, so uh, Justin's representing four people. We have Justin and his wife, Sarah, with Johan and Sonia. Um, they've opened their life group to see people added. That's uh, Tuesday nights weekly, which is awesome. Uh, great opportunity and option there uh, in Dawesville where they meet. Uh, Gavin and Lizzie uh, Stevens, who couldn't be here tonight, uh, their kids are unwell, or one of them or something. Yes, their kids are unwell. Um, uh, starting a family's one on a Friday night. They actually started last, yeah, we can clap that. They actually started last Friday night with just the guys because the ladies were here, which is awesome. And then we have Annette who is starting another ladies one on a Wednesday night at the church very soon, which is, which is awesome. And so where we are currently is that some of our life groups are starting out, and so we want to see them established and really build that solid core of people um, so that we build strength, so that we build momentum, and that's where we are right now. And so we want to, uh, our future for life groups, if we've, we've set ourselves as ministry leaders a goal, that by the end of the year we'll have 12 life groups. That's where we, that's where we want to head, head towards, and that's 10, 12 groups, sorry, that are building strength in community together, that are building strength around each other in the Word of God, that are looking out for each other in terms of pastoral care when someone's moving or, you know, performing at a concert or someone's sick or, you know, need to ride somewhere or, or things like that, seeing opportunities for people's gifts to be developed and to be used by God. And we see spiritual growth and formation happening, and that's why we've placed that emphasis this year on those uh, themes that we're doing in our life groups of um, a spiritual practice that we spend two months on each, really to see those foundations just grow and develop in people's lives. So in terms of this third of the iceberg, you're like, well, what, what can I do? Well, as a life group leader, all those that are here, I want to encourage you to keep inviting people to your life group. Keep uh, talking about our life groups. We have a variety on purpose. We don't run, um, some people do different systems and run like every life group on a Wednesday night, every fortnight, everyone meets at the same time. But our thought is, well, what happens if someone's played indoor soccer for the last 20 years of their life on a Wednesday night, then they get saved, and you're like, great, you become a Christian, now you've got to give up indoor soccer as well. They're like, what, are you serious? So we want to create a variety um, so that there's options um, for people. And, and for all of us, I want to encourage us, let's be part of a life group if we're not, but then also let's talk about it and build a culture around that. You're like, well, what does that mean? Well, I'll illustrate it this way. When we um, moved at the end of last year, it means that we just moved a little bit further down the beach, but it meant that we went down a different set of stairs. And we discovered that the culture at the end where we were is that when you got to the end of the stairs, you could leave your thongs there, you could take them off. No one would steal them because everyone knew what the culture was. You would put them there and then you could walk on the beach and come back in confidence knowing that your thongs were there. And it's always, it was just, no one said anything, but every time I went down, we're like, there's thongs there. And people are walking and they trust they'll be there. We're, oh, I might do that as well. Oh, and so that's what we do now. And that's a little bit, it sounds dumb, right? That's a little bit how culture works. What we want to do is when people walk through the doors of this church, we want to normalize the fact of, oh, we join a life group here. We're a part of a group and a community of people. We're not just a spectator on a Sunday, but we're being part of something that really grows us and builds us in community. So that's the first third of the iceberg. Uh, the next one I want to uh, speak about is the part that you do see. 
So that's our Sunday service. And so in terms of the now, like where, where we are right now for us, we've had uh, some quite amazing growth in attendance over the last two and a bit years as Elevation. So we're very thankful for God, to God, sorry, for those that he's bringing, those that have made decisions for Christ and all that are, all that are coming in. We had, um, not that we talk about numbers a lot, but we had our highest attendance uh, that we've ever had in a service on Easter Sunday morning when we had 188 people, like including, including kids, which was awesome. And if you were here, you know it was absolutely full, like really full, not like church Instagram full, which is where you space out all the seats, you only put out 80% of them, and then you get the right angle so that it looks amazing. No, we don't ever do that, because <laughs> we're not that good at photos. Other people might do that. <laughs> but it was, it was actually really full. There was like cafe seats in the back here, and you know, all that, all that sort of stuff. But not only in numbers, we've seen like such a growth in... Uh, God's presence in this place, uh, a sense that more and more people are turning up to come with something to bring, like, and we want Sunday to be a space where people are like maxed out, strung out, like, I just need to come in and someone, someone better bring something of God to me because I've got, I've got nothing. But that, even though that's important, we also want this core of people that are leading others into that, that say, I don't just come on a Sunday to receive something, but I've got something in my heart overflowing from my worship time with God during the week, from the fact that I've read the word, oh, and you preached about something that I read this week, as well. we want that overflow to come out, and we've really started to see that, which is, which is exciting. And so um, that's where we are now, but our next step, um, particularly in the auditorium, is that we need some more space. Um, because as you're aware, generally as a church fills up um, and it feels full, uh, there tends to be a decline in the amount of people that we invite to church, because even though we don't like to admit it, it just feels like job's done. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just like innate in human beings. And so, anyway, so our next step, which we'll talk about how we do this uh, a little bit a little bit later, um, but what we what we want to do is we want to uh, make some room in this in this auditorium, and so so we're here on a Sunday, and we've got we've got a bit of a problem, but that's okay because we class that as a good problem. You see, there's always problems in church. There's either good ones or bad ones. Bad ones are no one's coming, expenses are higher than income, and Aunt Betty is fighting with Granddad Jack. Like that's the that's the that's the bad problems, right? But the good ones are that we need more space, that we're running out of seats, that we need to raise up team and leaders and life groups to, to uh, care for what God's bringing. And so that sort of heads us into our final third, which is back under the surface again, one that's really vital and important, and that's, uh, that's our finances. Uh, an old pastor of mine had this famous saying, which is very practical, said you need uh, three things to build a church. You need God to come, you need people to come, and you need to be able to pay for it. <laughs> I'm like, it's very pragmatic, and that's, but that's basically very true. That's what, that's what it is. So here's where we are at the moment. Um, like I talked about, uh, we've had strong growth in our regular giving, which is our operational budget, as I mentioned, the 30, 30, 30, 10 thing that we run. Um, we've actually uh, got really fancy and got some graphs to show you. So if you want to show us that first one, Chris, would be awesome. Here we go. Okay, so um, these, these are our monthly total tithes and offerings from since we started. So obviously January 19 was 
bad because we weren't here. So it was, oh, sorry, I don't mean this church, so it sounded terrible. I meant like, you know, we hadn't started, so it was zero. Um, so uh, you can see um, that's pretty much like church life, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But um, obviously on the incline up, which is, which is amazing. Um, can you show us the next one? Yeah, awesome. So uh, this is year on. So red is, if you can't see it probably, red is 2019 with um, green being 2020 um, and then 2021 um, above that. So it's uh, been awesome to see some, yeah, amazing growth on that. We can cheer that. And then for this one, uh, the next one, this is um, tie, so actual versus the budget. So we budget out what we think we will get in terms of giving. We tend to go um, conservative um, because it's always better. <laughs> um, so we've, yeah, been significantly above what our budgeted tithes and offerings have been. And so we want to give glory to God and we want to thank the church for their generosity. Um, and so really for us, that's the, remember we're talking about now and future. So that's the, that's the now because that's our operation, like how we run uh, each, and, each and every day, so week to week. But then also when it comes to future, um, with finances each year, we have what we call legacy. And so legacy is our above and beyond giving. That, that means that this is giving that doesn't run the operations of the church, but it goes to uh, specific projects that are vision-based projects that will move us forward as a church. And so we ran that last year, and so we want to celebrate what was achieved last year. So if you can do the next slide for us, Chris, would be awesome. Um, so in 2020, for our above and beyond, we had $18,950 given, which is awesome. Uh, and we ran that late as well, so that was from, that was from September to the end of the year, um, which has been phenomenal. So um, during that time, it allowed us to, uh, next one for us, Chris. Yep, cool. So it allowed us to do the, so the foyer expansion, the fact that there's extra cafe sitting, so that was completed. Uh, the kids' space was enlarged. Yeah, if you remember, the large kids' room now was just storage room with junk stuff in it, um, so that was awesome. And then the other part, so our alfresco area, which is going um, out from... Um, yeah, out from those doors, out there with covered air and then paved. Um, we've had uh, all the money come in for that, which is exciting. Um, we've had a little bit of a challenge with a builder, but we have given that builder a flick now, and now we have a new builder um, who is, yes, who's going to be good. And so we have, so that uh, roofing is all ordered. Um, we've got the builder lined up, and so we're thinking that that'll be done, should be done in the next eight weeks or so, which is which is exciting. So, so why don't we give ourselves a huge cheer and God for all that he's done. Um, so that's where we've been with that, which is, which is exciting. And so that basically brings us to future with legacy and this year. And so we're going to take some time in a couple of weeks to, um, over a few weeks to outline this to the church. We wanted to bring it to, um, you know, to this, this format here. So um, our projects for 2021 when it comes to um, legacy are going to go up on the screen in a second. Thanks. I'll talk about them in a, in a minute. But legacy, we normally run for 12 months. 
and it starts around the start of June one year and runs till the end of May the following year. So we'll call it Legacy 2021, but it actually goes into 2022. And so there's five, did I count properly? Yep, there's five areas that we want to uh, that we want to sow into when it comes to above and beyond giving. And so the first one is this, is as I mentioned, we have a, a good problem in terms of the auditorium. And so we want to expand the auditorium. So what that means is we're going to take uh, this whole wall out here um, and we're going to ditch the office because, you know, offices are so out these days. Who, who needs offices? We're going we're gonna to get rid of the office and we're going to move, because um, we'd rather have space for more people than an office. And so we're going to move the uh, parents' room. We're going to construct one in the back corner there, which is, brings more connection uh, to the service. There'll be um, a visual there as well so they can see, not just here. And basically what it means is that it'll take um, it'll take the seating capacity of this room up to 150 adults, which is, which is awesome. So that coupled with our kids' space, which we uh, generally, you know, estimated about like 50 kids out there is definitely max, isn't it, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin's definitely nodding. Uh, basically gives us a maximum service capacity of, um, of 200. So uh, we're excited about that. I'm really excited that it means that this room will actually be symmetrical. Oh my goodness. That's, that's, that's just me. So you see the center of the roof line, which is here? It'll now be in the center of the room. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But not, not just that. Not just that. It allows... All right, I just wrecked it for everyone who hadn't noticed. But anyway, it, it allows space for us. So... So, so that, that will form the, like, the major financial part. Um, probably about two-thirds of what we're raising will go towards that because there's production upgrades, there's building a stage, there's knocking this down, there's, you know, rejip rocking, all that, all that sort of stuff uh, which will happen. So that, that, that's part of our, our first project. Um, the next one is this. It says support church plant. So uh, really exciting. In INC, that's the movement that we're a part of as a church, um, there hasn't been a new church plant, like brand new church plant, in Western Australia for, for many, many years. But there is one in the process of happening right now in Perth, so into, um, into Victoria Park, which is really exciting. So, uh, so a couple in a small team out of Metro Church in Perth City are planning a church called Crossroads Church in Vic Park. Um, just, by, um, just by coincidence, it's actually Tina's cousin, uh, who, is the, who is the pastor, uh, Pastor Fowl there, which is, which is exciting. And so I was talking to him on the phone um, this week. And so we want to take some funds that we give as legacy and we want to sow it into that church plant because um, we haven't talked about it for a bit, but if, you were, um, if you've been here for a while, you would realize that Elevation as a whole, part of the legacy a few years ago, um, sowed $50,000 into this church to get us up and going and, and revamped into, into what we see today. And so we know that church planting is part of our future as a location. We're not quite there yet, but we can sow into people that are doing that. And so we're going to take part of our legacy funds and sow them to Crossroads Church there in Vic Park, which is awesome because, you know, Perth needs a lot of churches. Needs a lot of, especially those Perth people. No, it needs a lot of, needs a lot of churches. Um, so that's part. Uh, the next part is what we call Elevation Pantry. Rachel's going to come up and share briefly on that. 
This is something I'm really personally excited about. Um, we can be the hands and feet of Jesus to our local community. And last year, we gave away 65 hampers um, during COVID. Um, but still, the problem and the needs and financial support that people need is still current today. It's not just during COVID or um, whatnot. But what we're going to be doing is putting some of the funds to setting this up. And it's not where it's a um, an access for people to get weekly every week um, food hampers, but it will be for people that we know, whether it's in our local church, whether local schools, um, in our community, that just are needing that help. You know, when you're between jobs or a thousand bills have just come in, um, we're going to have some bags and some resources where you, I, we can just go into our elevation pantry, take a bag and um, offer food. A box of wheat bix can go a long way for someone and I know that um, we'll have those resources available for you. As a church, we'll be doing a food drive but we'll be having a place where people can come in and put food in on a weekly basis and um, really start to offer support to people um, on a more regular basis. Recently, we had um, a lady just message me um, who accessed food um, during COVID um, through Barefoot Ministries where we can access fresh food but we want pantry food but she messaged me and said hey my hubby is between jobs he's doing it really tough do you have any food available and lucky we did because um, there's been a few people just collecting food in the back um, and when they've been doing their shop and I was like yes there is food and I contacted where we can get the fresh food from and I took that out to the car and I said just hold on a moment I've got more for you and she's like what you've got more food for me? She goes, thank you so much. I really needed like the school snacks for my children this week. And there was a bundle of like, you know, um, muesli bars and two minute noodles and just different things that she could use for her child that week. And I did say to her, I said, listen, if you need more food next week, please let me know. She's like, do you know what? I won't need it because my hubby will have work next week, but thank you so much. And that's what we want to do is, you know, just those on and off occasions. I think we've all gone through life um, when it's been a tough week. And so for life group leaders, if you know of someone like, hey, um, you can access the pantry. Um, for you, if you know of someone, come and chat to me and you can access the pantry. So really looking forward to um, that we can do this um, it's amazing what a meal can do. It's amazing what um, pantry items can do. And it does display the love of Jesus. And um, so we'll be launching that in the next few weeks. We've just got some bags coming for it. Yeah, which is awesome. So we'll be putting some, so as Rach said, we'll be encouraging us to bring groceries in and the funds from Legacy or just to be to set up some of those structures and resources to make sure that we, that we get that happening well. Um, the next one is, it sounds very Christian, seed for playground. It doesn't mean bird seed um, for, for birds to come down. But we have a vision to see uh, an outdoor playground out on the grass area, uh, which, is, which is exciting. So it'll be a massive blessing to toddler jam when families are here and have a place of connection. We see it even in the future as being a playground that can be open midweek to the public, maybe even down the track. The ca Yes, I'm saying that, babe, I promise. Maybe even, you know, down the track, we open the cafe a couple of days a week and parents can come and can be that real hub in the community. And so the reason it says seed is just because I felt like sounding very Christian, but basically because um, it'll, cost, <laughs> it'll cost more than what we have for it, but we know that there are some grants around and we know that you're always more favorable with grants when you're like, you know what, we're paying this part of it. Can you give us a grant to 
uh, do the rest and get the sum for it. So from Legacy, we know we won't have enough to pay for the whole thing, but we know that it'll be a seed to be something that we can um, work with the community and, you know, whether that's Council or Lotteries West or Alcoa or, you know, basically whoever's handing out money, we'll jump in the line and say, give it to us. We can do something great with it. So... Um, and then the fifth part is uh, invest into youth. And so uh, our youth ministry, we're excited about that. And what we want to do is we want to sow into youth to really propel them forward and help our young people see a bigger picture and wide open spaces in front. And so that'll be, uh, that'll go towards just a couple of key things that really just enlarge that uh, picture for youth and let them see beyond just where they are. So whether that's uh, a larger scale event that just sees bigger, whether that's getting to something, uh, a conference or something like that that lets them see something bigger. But we want to invest some of our finance into our young people as well, which is which is awesome. So all that uh, wrapped up and I'm done in two minutes uh, says this. So that means that our financial goal, we can flick to the next one, is to see $30,000 given in our um legacy offering between June 2021 and May 2022. 2022, that's hard to say, yes. And so I'm excited. I feel a sense of faith uh, around that. And I know that um, God's really been speaking to us about, about just expanding those borders, about, about seeing beyond. And so, so we feel that as a church, if, if we had that given, we could see all those things that we talked about happen. And imagine... Uh, fast forward to May 2022, and there's a space for Elevation Pantry where people turn up and, you know, they're in need like Rach talked about so powerfully, and we can just give them something. Imagine that we've partnered with, I don't know, Lotteries West, because if they're giving us money, we'll partner with them, even though we don't agree with the lotteries. But, you know, I think Paul says something about taking the, you know, worldly mammon and making something great with it. But imagine partnering them and us contributing and seeing a playground out there. Imagine this room being symmetrical. No, I mean, imagine this room having more space for people to be filled. Imagine for youth to see a bigger picture. That's what we could do as we get, as we get involved in this. So... You're obviously thinking, okay, how do I be a part? The legacy cards are there on, um, on the table in front of you. First step is this, um, is to go and pray. Ask God, okay, how do you want me to be a part of this? We, we all can play a part, um, but our part's not all going to be the same. So really, um, in all of this, Rachel and I have found that it's really seeking God and saying, God, what, what do you have for me? Not in a comparison to someone else, not in a capacity, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that amount or anything like that. But just, God, what, what do you have for us? What do you have for our family in this season? How can we be generous and contribute in this way? Uh, what, we, uh, what we do is our next step is we have what we call Legacy Sunday, which is on the first Sunday in June. That's June 6th. And all that is is a, it's a key rally point where we encourage people to either uh, bring their card back with a, with a pledge or maybe they're giving a one-time offering. I mean, obviously, if you want to give it before, then we'll always take it. But, you know, use that as the, as the point to bring and sow something in and say, you know what, I, I want to be a part of this future. I want to be part of creating a legacy in this place for future generations. And so I'd love to encourage you to uh, take one of these and pray over it at home. Uh, if you're here and you're married, I uh, highly encourage you to talk to your spouse about it. And then what we've found is that um, the point, so if you're 
the, sorry, let me say this again. If you, so if you're married, both attend this church and you talk about the point of where you find agreement, like the lowest common denominator, agreement is the most important thing. So maybe uh, you're here and as a wife and you think, oh, we should give X amount, and your husband's like, oh, I don't know about that, why don't we do this, or vice versa. Can I tell you the point to go to is the point where you both find agreement. That's, 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 where, that's where the power is. So don't, don't fight over it. Don't think someone's more spiritual than someone else, but find a place of agreement because that's what God has for you. If you're um, here and you're not married or you're a single person, find that place of agreement with God where you feel that peace in your heart about, okay, God, what, what, what do you have for me? But really, um, I want to encourage you that there's a big, bright future for this church because God's called us to reach Mandra. We need more auditorium space, not for business class seating, but because more people in this community need to find Christ. We need more life groups for the same reason. We need structure of the Elevation Pantry so we can provide for people at their point of need in our way and just play a small part of the big hole that the city's support services have. And the youth of Mandra, they need a bigger vision. They need uh, hope. They need the love of Christ. And so tonight... um, I just, we're just going to finish. I'm just going to pray super quick. And um, then we'd love you to take one of these. We'll, we won't talk about it with the church this week. It'll be from next, uh, next Sunday afterwards. We'll start to, start to talk on this because I feel to speak another week on our theme of simplicity. Uh, so I'm going to be speaking on that again um, on Sunday. But the week after, we'll be taking this to the church for the next few and encouraging uh, them to get a part of the vision, to seek God for what he has for their lives. Hey, so let's just pray super quick tonight. God, I thank you right now for the great...